Hello friends, today we're going to be reading Acts chapter 8. As always, before we begin, let us go ahead and pray over the word that we'll receive today. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for the day that you've given us. We thank you for the people in our lives. We thank you for all the blessings you pour down in our lives. We pray, Lord, for your knowledge, wisdom, and understanding to be able to grasp the word that we're about to receive, to put it to work into our own lives, and to be able to share this word with whoever needs to hear it. Help us, Lord, to bear the fruits of your spirit in all that we do, and allow us to be a beacon of light for your love, kindness, grace, and mercy. Holy Spirit, be breathed into us today, and allow us to walk in your guidance in each and every step. Give us your discernment in all things, and help us to understand the truth behind today's message. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So chapter 8 goes right into the end of chapter 7, where they stoned Stephen. So verse 1, and Saul approved of their killing him. This first section here is called, The Church Persecuted and Scattered. On that day, a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Godly men buried Stephen and mourned deeply for him. But Saul began to destroy the church. Going from house to house, he dragged off both men and women and put them in prison. This next section is called Philip and Samaria. Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the signs he performed, They all paid close attention to what he said. For with shrieks, impure spirits came out of many, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was great joy in that city. This next section is called Simon the Sorcerer. Now for some time, a man named Simon had practiced sorcery in the city and amazed all the people of Samaria. He boasted that he was someone great, And all the people, both high and low, gave him their attention and exclaimed, This man is rightly called the great power of God. They followed him because he had amazed them for a long time with his sorcery. But when they believed Philip as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Simon himself believed and was baptized. And he followed Philip everywhere, astonished by the great signs and miracles he saw. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to Samaria. When they arrived, they prayed for the new believers there that they might receive the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit had not yet come on any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw that the Spirit was given at the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money and said, Give me also this ability, so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. Peter answered, May your money perish with you, because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. You have no part or share in this ministry, because your heart is not right before God. Repent of this wickedness and pray to the Lord in the hope that he may forgive you for having such a thought in your heart. 
for I see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. Then Simon answered, Pray to the Lord for me so that nothing you have said may happen to me. After they had further proclaimed the word of the Lord and testified about Jesus, Peter and John returned to Jerusalem, preaching the gospel in many Samaritan villages. This next section is called Philip and the Ethiopian. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of the Kandake, which means Queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home was sitting in his chariot, reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you're reading? Philip asked. How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. This is the passage of the scripture the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, Tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about? Himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. What can stand in the way of my being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Philip, however, appeared at Azotus and traveled about preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea. So that is the end of chapter 8. In this day and age, we have been taught that we are rewarded for doing good deeds or being the best at something or excelling in whatever we do. And that has made people pleasers out of us. We are no longer set to please God. We are set to please the people that we work with, the family that we have, the higher-ups at our companies, the teachers and friends that we have. This passage is just such a good reminder that no matter what we do, it will never be enough for us to have earned our salvation on our own. God sent his only son to die on the cross to make us worthy of that salvation. But on our own, we could never amount to that. And that's why whenever I started my journey, I was so set on doing everything right, reading the Bible so many times a day and praying all the time and worshiping. And whenever I sinned, I got so down on myself because I failed. 
but God expects us to fail because we are human. I'm not saying go out and sin, but I'm just saying that you don't have to be perfect. Just who you are is enough. You will always be enough for God. He's asking us for a simple task to spread the gospel, to spread the good news that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins to make us enough. You may not feel like you are worth much in this world, but to God, you are worth more than rubies. I hope that you guys enjoyed this message. I hope it reached whoever it needed to and That's all the time that I have, so till next time.